The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. It is Friday! Friday! That's a lot. Look at the Tostitos Championship Plaza outside in front of the Ford Center where today the high is 97 degrees. Right now it's currently 94 degrees. We're a short two team members today. Kurt, they, yeah. I think this is like... Talk about the opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Like You probably talk the least on this show, <laughs> but contribute the most. Well, I, don't know I about talked that. the most on this show and probably contributed no, I the don't less. Agree with that at all. But here we are. We here are we here. Are. Shannon is out. Nate's, I think he's going to call in. He may or may not call in. We'll see. But Nate is not here. Shannon is not here. I am Jesse Holly. Yep. This is Kurt Daniels. We, we have our priorities straight here. Absolutely. Together, yes. we make hanging with the boys. And when I sit in this seat, I get to say this we make hanging with the boys, the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel, feel. us. When we speak, um, this segment is brought to you by Wingstop, where flavor gets his wing. <laughs> we, we get to do all that stuff. And I got to admit, Kurt, Kurt, if, for, for, you, for all of you who do not know, Kurt is the one who does primarily our run sheets and kind of brings up the topic of the show, which is a huge, huge thing for mm-hmm. us. Even though we don't always stay on task, yeah. we don't always... We're just suggestions. We, we go always, anywhere. We, we don't always um, stay on task, but I looked at it today, and I was like, this might be one of the best ones Kurt really? has done. Oh, like, this is, this is jam-packed with... I don't even know we're going to... Just you and I. I don't know we're going to get through all, right. all of this. Well, it's, that, it's that filled with... Just I'm glad amazing you, uh, content. I was I was struggling a little bit today, so I'm glad no. you. No, uh, this is one of those things it. where, like, if let me give you a picture, right? For most of us who've been to college, and those of you who haven't been to college, at least you went to high school. When you start talking about doing a group project, like I was thinking about this in the shower this morning. I was thinking about three other men in the shower this morning. Oh, I guess that's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for the bling, <laughs> but. When you look at it, if we, there you go, thank you. <laughs> I was like, all right, every day we do a show, it's like a group project, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Everyone bringing something to the show. Right. And I thought about it and I said, okay, Jess, what do you bring to the show? And oh. I look at what I do, like, this is my real life as well. Mm-hmm. When I was in college and it came time to do group projects, I really, I wasn't really good with supplying a ton of information. Okay. My strong suit was I could afford meals to feed the group. <laughs> okay. But when it came time to presenting, yeah. I was the ace right. in the hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I was the ace in the hole. Mm-hmm. When it came time to present what yeah. we had done in the research department, give it hand me the baton and yep. get out of my yep. way. Well, it's, just, it's the same here now. I'm just trying to tee stuff up for you. Put it on that tee. Let and, you... and I looked at it and I go, okay, Shannon, he would be the one who got all the graphics and stuff like that. He's pretty computer savvy, mm-hmm. right? Like he's the one that's just, 
You know, then I thought Kurt, I'm like, man, Kurt would be a great job at doing all the research, making sure our things were grammatically correct mm. in order, MLS format. We were citing our sources that we <laughs> didn't the get. engineering department. He's the engineering department <laughs> to make sure that we didn't get the call down to the plagiarism department right, of the right. university. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, well, what does Nate do? Uh, he, he's the. Uh... And then I thought to myself, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, he gets freaks, us there. You know. He drives us yeah. there. And I was like, Nate, Nate, Nate would be the one in the group. He would bring all the snacks. He mm-hmm. would keep the moment live. Yeah. Like when we got stressed and down about this project being fifty yeah. percent uh, of our final grade. Yeah. You know. And then Nate would every now and again, Nate would be the one person that said something. He go, "That's it. Yeah, That's put true. that in there. That's true." Yeah. And I thought I said together we together we make. An A product. That's right. We, we get that project done. Do. We get it done. Um, but to start this show after we're now done rambling, as we always do, um, a kind of a sad day around the Cowboy organization. Um, yesterday, yeah. we lost, um, I want to say, the one of the pillars yeah, of, sure, yeah. of the Cowboys organization. Yeah. Um, the godfather of scouting. Yeah. Kind of um, the architect. The architect. Yeah. You're right. Um, this was one of the gods. When you're talking about how players are looked at and evaluated now, how you go and you find the Jesse Hollies of the world, how you find the Nate Newtons of the world, how you find the Deuce Vaughns of the world, the, the, the athletes who you can turn into football players and those and how you break those things down. The Cowboys lost uh, legendary Hall of Famer, Ring of Honor. He's in the Ring of yes. Honor, yes. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor. At 91 years old, Gil Brandt uh, yeah. passed away yesterday. Did you I, have much interaction with him? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Um, like I met him a few times yeah. uh, and been in areas with him a few times, but there was never really any kind of interaction with them. Did you have any? I was going to ask, did you have yeah, any? Yeah, I uh, had the opportunity to interview him, either interviewing myself or be at interviews with him a handful of times, maybe four or five in uh, – he was everything they say, you know, just amazing memory. He could remember stuff from, you know, 60 years ago and um, sharp, just great, great stories. You know, he was really the – we kind of leaned on him pretty heavily there for a while. It's, it's, I mean, he was it. He was the Cowboys history, the, yeah. his, the historian, so to speak. So, I mean, he he had a little edge to him sometimes. He could be a little honorary sometimes. But, <laughs> but he – I mean, just an amazing, amazing person as far as, you know, just what he brought to this team and – and just as an individual, and truly, he should have been in the Hall of Fame. He's, he's, you can't have the NFL today without Gil Brand. He yeah. deserved it. The president of the Hall of Fame even said, you can't tell the story mm-hmm. of the Dallas Cowboys, which is a part of NFL history, without speaking of Gil Brand. Yeah, yeah. And that's huge. And, and that's huge in any – I don't care what field you're in. If they can't tell the story of an entire organization yeah. or an entire – um, um, sports league without your name being inserted in it in a major part. Yeah, that's big business right there. Um, so thoughts and prayers out to uh, his family. Yeah, and even we would see him around here. Like I, again, I would see him around here, and you know, you think ninety-one years old. That's 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 a lot it's up there, right? That mm-hmm. that's up there. But to your point, he was still. I mean, maybe up to like a year or so ago. Yeah, I he think had a over show. The, yeah, over the last year, he's, he's, he'd battled some health problems over right. the last year or so. But yeah, up until I mean, in '90, he was still very much involved with the league and his Sirius XM show, yeah. and just you'd see him around here all the time at the games all the time, I and mean, he was very active. 
and you just hear people all around the organization, players, coaches, scouting, um, just talk. Players and people who aren't even in this organization. Uh, Dane Brugler, who's a guy who's who's becoming almost the 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 lead person when you look at what scouting is. Yeah. Brian Broadus um, is one of those guys, and, and you just hear the stories upon stories. Uh, one of the old offensive linemen groups that are out right now, Duke May, uh, Mannyweather, he talks about how Gil mm-hmm. would just call him up randomly right. and, and go like, "Hey, man." Uh, there's this guard in Montana. Go look at him, right? Yeah. And he just is like, okay. And 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 just to be still that much into the game at such a late you know age, yeah. you're still tuned in, still looking underneath every rock, and and you just that's a testament to who he is. That's a testament to uh, how far the league has come because it's guys like Gil Brandt who go and find you know the Demarcus Wares in Troy. Oh yeah, right. For it's, sure. it's it's those finding those those he uncovered those diamond so many, in yeah, the roughs. Yeah, exactly. The Drew Pearson, the Drew Pearson, uh, Cliff of the Harris, Rose. yeah, um, too tall Jethro Pugh. I mean, he was he was really one of the first to kind of enter that HBCU scene right. and kind of draft a lot of guys. Cow- Cowboys rosters littered with great players from HBCUs way before a lot of the other teams were doing. I mean, he. He really created quite the network across the country. It was yeah. just amazing. No. So, uh, again, thoughts and prayers to uh, the Brent family as we lost a legend of football, not just a cowboy football, but of, of football in general. And kind of to stay on the same pace, um, you put in the notes 80% of the Cowboys roster is homegrown. Yeah. Yeah. That's big. That is. Either drafted or undrafted free agents, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's crazy. Because one of the things that we always get a chance to talk about is development. You hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. Development, 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 development. And, and the teams who are able to have success in this salary cap-driven league now, it's you have to hit on the fourth-round pick quarterback, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to hit on the undrafted free agent. You got to hit on those late round guys. You 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 the percentages of you hitting on the Micah Parsons that are drafted at number 12 overall is a way it's still a 50-50 crapshoot, mm-hmm. but it's a little the, the percentages on the 50-50 is greater yeah. on the upside. Right. Right? It's when you can go into those later rounds and 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 discover those other other players and I mean talking about scouting, that's a that's a testament and a credit to guys like Chris and to and and like Excuse me, Chris and um, um, Will McClay. Yeah, Will uh, McClay, yeah. And, and all the guys in his department. Because, yeah. I mean, you've been around here, Kurt. I mean, yeah. there, there's players and, and, and from all over. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing because you, you see, like, it's the top, what, eight to ten guys that take up the bulk of your salary yep. cap. Those guys are getting paid. And you can't pay those guys. You can't pay upcoming C.D. Lamb or Micah Parsons going to, you know, he's going to break the bank you don't have those guys on the lower end your young guys who you've picked up 2023 2022 you know going back to kind of keep that bottom 60 percent of the roster or whatever you know down you know the salary right. cap down or whatever i think i read in, in one of the stories i think it was uh bob Sturm. i think wrote it but uh it's like over the last three years at guard you had uh connor williams connor mcgovern and then Tyler Smith mm-hmm. combined, they made like 
$9 million yeah. in those three years. That allows you to pay Zach Martin on the other side $9 million per year, you know. <laughs> so it's that kind of great drafting from those guys that's that's helped them build this roster and kind of build that success under McCarthy especially. And, and those are the things we talk about, like um, like the hidden yardage on special teams, right? That mm-hmm. never comes up in the stat sheet. Yeah, It's things like this that never come up when you start talking about, man, how was this team able to do X, Y, and Z? It's that developmental part. Mm-hmm. It's that finding the diamond in the rough. It's finding um, the next, whoever yeah. that is. Yeah. Um, you know, I played with guys like guys like Miles Austin, guys like Patrick Creighton, who went on and had pretty successful careers yeah. in the National Football League. Uh, but being able to find guys like that, uh, that allows you the Tony Romos of the world, that allow you that flexibility mm-hmm. to say, we found a high-caliber player later in the draft right and we were able to develop them and 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 you also lose you also lose in that aspect as well because you you draft some other guys and you think boy these guys are pretty high up there but we we sure hope they stick around you know the first thing that comes to mind for me was a guy out of LSU Mo Claiborne oh yeah this is a guy when when they went and looked at Mo Claiborne the talk was that this dude by the metrics of mm-hmm. how you scout that position was as high as no what as high or higher than Deion Sanders. Yeah. 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 Then Deion Every team Sanders. had him up there, yeah. Not I don't Deion Sanders. That that might have been a stretch, but, but still. But, he, but, yeah, but that he was, was the conversation. Yeah, they, they, yeah. Were, they, they were saying by the metrics, right? When you right. look at the the speed, the athleticism, the size, the times, they were like, this dude is kind of grading out. Mm-hmm. He's grading out. Now, I'm not saying he was the player that Dion yeah. was, but I'm right. saying by the metrics of how they grade players, there, there's a one day we need to have we need to have Will McClay come in and and mm-hmm. and and show us how that grading system goes yeah. and how things are are are, are kind of worked through from the scouting department. But everyone's like, this is a hit, right? Mo Claiborne, yeah. when, when you draft him, this is your this is your cornerstone defensive back for the mm-hmm. next decade, right? And then you do when everyone's like, and then it doesn't pan out. No, it doesn't pan no. out. And so, you know, but that, every you know, like you said, it wasn't the Cowboys' really mistake. Every other team would have. Every other team would have dropped right. <laughs> every other team who needed a cornerback in that spot, Mo Claiborne yeah. was was, he was a, high on their board. If yeah. not the first player on their board, he was up there. Yeah, and and that is the that is literally the crapshoot when you're when you're talking about drafting and then being able to retain these players and help. Yeah. Develop them. There was another stat, and I heard this, and I, I wasn't able to verify it, but I heard that the Cowboys there have the most players in the NFL overall that they've drafted. Still, like they may be in Washington now or oh. Chicago, but there are more Cowboys players or players that have been drafted by the Cowboys in the NFL than any other team. Hmm. I wish I could get that verified, but I heard that. Which that, that again goes to how well job. Will McClay's doing yeah. and and uh, his staff and even you know Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones for giving yeah. giving them the the I guess listening to that advice and, and the but and you, work done. I mean you can look at a team like look at the Cowboys this year defensively right like like the Cowboys went into training camp and you thought to yourself boy this is a pretty stacked team mm-hmm. no matter who they drafted you start with Micah and Tank and you had. Hankins and you had, you know, Golston. I mean, you had so many different players on LVE, Damone Clark, you had J. Ron Kirsten, Donovan Wilson, and 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 um Malik Hooker and 
Trayvon Diggs and Stefan. I mean, you look at you go. What do you have to do to crack yeah. this lineup? Right. You, what you, do you, you have to do? Either, they can't. You mean, can't. Like, <laughs> your number one pick is gonna, you know, like Mozzie, maybe a backup. I, I'm not. Saying, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that Mozzie's not a good player. Right. But but Mozzie kind of fits in the mode simply because of draft status. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you were a first round pick. Yeah. That's yeah. how talented this group looks. Same thing offensively. You have your question across the offensive line, but there's a ton of guys that returning from this football team that you're looking at and you're going. Well, you got to be pretty special to either crack the starting lineup yeah. or to be in that rotation. Yeah, and that again, that that all goes back I mean, to the like, testament of especially on offense. When it, Brandon Cooks, they brought him via trade. Is everybody else drafted or or signed? I think everybody else on the offense then is homegrown. Yeah. Think so. That's pretty impressive. That's that's <laughs> that's that is pretty impressive. But you know, at the end of the day, what we all want is that thing to equate to uh wins. Let us yeah. take our first break of the show. When we come back, uh, we'll talk expectations for the quarterback. This team goes as number four goes. Um, him calling plays, did that help him? Yes, no, maybe so. Does it help Mike McCarthy? Uh, but a lot is going to be put on the shoulders of of the shoulders, the yeah. arm, the legs, the mind of number four. Stay right here with us. This is Hanging with the Boys. We'll be right back. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo Quiero, Yo Quiero Guacamole. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star? And talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back to Hanging with the Boys. We appreciate you always being here with us. We're down to team members, two team members. Nate is not with us. Shannon is not with us. They're probably somewhere screwing off, mm-hmm. uh, not doing their responsibilities. Yeah. You know, Kurt, Nate's always talking about you not showing up. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him not yeah. showing up. Uh, this segment is brought to you by Blockchain, blockchain.com. Number four, <laughs> Dak Prescott. Yes. All the, I mean, if you watch the national networks, Every single day, there's a new story. Right? Start. I mean, mm-hmm. the stories are becoming. I don't think I've ever. I shouldn't say ever because I. I mean, I'm not. I haven't been around forever. Since I've been covering, or been a part of the Cowboys organization, whether that be player and or media contributor. I don't think there's been a player. That who's that has had more scrutiny. More mm-hmm. stories, more scenarios, more things talked about than Dak Prescott. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean that's part of quarterback in America's team, you know. But it's yeah, even, but I mean, but we've you've been around. Up. You've been around. How long you've been here? Well, I've been here since 2008, but I've been a Cowboys fan, you know. So, so you've been here. You've been a, you've been a part of a lot of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, Troy, I mean, you can even say uh, there was a there was a time where there the other quarterbacks that came through here <laughs> yeah. was not noteworthy to even talk about. <laughs> but I mean, Troy and then Romo, I mean this is a lot. Yeah. This is a as, at times I go this is this is too much for one man to He handles it well. He though, does. Which is impressive. But yeah, I mean it's you got to win, you know. And that's the one thing that he's that's kind of have been missed. But as far as every other aspect of it, you know, his leadership, his mental, you know, strength, yeah, his stats he's put up. I mean, he's been right there. And so we 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 look at last season, and that's last season is going to hang over his head until he shows otherwise. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that 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 is just what it is. They're yeah. going to hang those stats. They're going to hang those 15 was it 15 interceptions? Yeah. 15 interceptions mm-hmm. uh and you talk about he missed the first 5 games of the season. So you're talking about 15 interceptions in an 11-12 game um um stretch including the playoffs as well. But that's going to hang over his head. That, yeah. that that is forever. I shouldn't say forever. That is going to be at least a season long worth of cloud. Yeah. Un- unless he he has to come out the gate humming, like even coming out the gate. Like think about this, New York Giants, they're playing down there, and let's just say Dak goes one for one, right? One touchdown, one interception, mm-hmm. and they they win. Okay. They beat the Giants, but they beat the Giants by three. They're going to bring up, there's another interception. <laughs> Probably. He didn't dominate the game. Yeah. yeah. All this talent, all this distant. You, you feel what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. going to, it's going to, he's, he's going to have to have one of those seasons for the entire season that it kind of, 
puts him in a conversation, maybe in the MVP conversation before people really start saying, yeah, that was more of an anomaly than. Yeah, that's the question, and I'd be interested to see what you think. I mean, was last year the exception, or is that going to be the new rule? I hope it was an exception. Yeah. We all hope that. We all hope we, it. We all hope, but, but we don't know. Yeah, like you said, until he takes the field and proves it wrong. And now, history will say, if we, if we, because we like to go, sometimes use history, history will say that last year was just a blip. Yeah. It, it was one of those things where you could be having everything going for you, but every once in a while, you just. You just suck. It just happens, right? <laughs> yeah, you can true. you can be you can be the you can be the smartest person in the world. You can be the whatever, mm-hmm. and you'll have a moment where you just go, ah, screw that one up. Yeah. And and the thing that I didn't like about last year, it was the if there was ever a time, and Dak has been almost flawless when it's come to taking criticism, responding to criticism, and all those other things. But every week he got into this groove of, I'm going to be better. I'm going to be better. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And then it kept happening. Mm-hmm. I, and that, that, I think that was the thing that people were like, it, it bothered me. Yeah, I agree. It, but it's kind of one of those things like, what else is he supposed to say, you know? I, <sighs> I mean, get up there and say, yeah, I suck. And, you know, well, we're just, you know, I, I don't know what, how else he can respond yeah, to Yeah, I know. Questions. I know. But, it, it, yeah. <laughs> But I think with, when you look at, and to his credit, Zach didn't have much last year as weapons. No, right? You had you had you had, his, you had Zeke, who was Zeke. Yeah, short yardage Zeke. Short yardage Zeke. Yeah. You know, Tony Pollard, even in his goodness, was still a reserve. It was still part time what he was able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, CD was CD. Yeah. And then you had the other parts around him that was again you were throwing to Noah Brown and Dennis Houston and a, yeah. a limping, you know, and, and Michael Michael, Par- Michael Parsons, Michael Gallup has come out and said, "Man, I, I was there physically, but mm-hmm. I wasn't there mentally. Yeah, I was off." And that's a that, you know you you, and so I get it. I, mm-hmm. I understand when you when you have to sit back and you go. You get to the line of scrimmage, you got I gotta make a play. <laughs> yeah, right. You go I gotta make you a try play. to do too much. I gotta make a play, man. Yeah. Like this thing ain't going well. I gotta make yeah. a play, and and you you put one where it's not supposed to mm-hmm. to go, or you're throwing it to a guy and it bounces off his shoulder pads, or you and the other guy are not on the same page, and now you're trying to maybe I'm not saying that he is or he was, maybe you're trying to overcome coaching at times. Yeah. Maybe the OC mm-hmm. wasn't giving you the right. the goods to kind of really be successful, yeah. Yeah. and I have my thoughts about how that offense of scheme hurt Dak. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a big year for him, Kurt. It is. It is. And I, I think at this point we would all agree that Dak is a quarterback that if he has the tools around him, he can shine. But he may not be quite that Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, who, who's going to carry, you know, you know, carry the team forward. And so that might have been what we saw last year where – um, you know, he didn't have as many threat uh, um, options in the receiving core. You know, the offensive line was a little banged up, that sort of thing. This year, he's got. It looks like he's got it on paper. It looks like he's got it. Right. Receivers look strong. Um, you know, there's questions about tight end. They're a young group, but they look promising. Offensive line. The, those five guys are healthy. We're in, you know, let's go. We're in great shape. And you hope Pollard and, and the rest of them can 
can get the job done. So with that, and then maybe on top of that, what you were saying with the offensive scheme, it really sounds like McCarthy and Schottenheimer kind of getting this more in maybe Dak's wheelhouse. And we saw that Dak came out and he called the final preseason game as the offensive coordinator for yeah. Will Greer. And Will Greer did a f- fantastic job. Um, what do you think that moment and I'll, I'll answer after you and what my thoughts on. But what do you think that moment meant for Dak um, going into year eight? Yeah, This is year eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At some point in time, you are who you are, right? True. We, we talk about the trajectory, right? But you the, 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 the roller coaster goes clink, 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 clink. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. It's, the drop is coming. The drop is fast, too. Right? Like, let's take Tom Brady out of the equation. <laughs> like, we, we're talking about yeah. all-timers, right? Let's mm-hmm. take those guys out of the equation. Eventually, you get you get to the to the point. You get to the peak, to the precipice. And then mm-hmm. it, it isn't this thing where you go to kind of go like this. I've never seen a roller coaster go clink, 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 and then flatten out and go like this for a while. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Uh-uh. It go clink, 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 clink. And then it, it goes down. So yep. when you're talking about getting to year eight, mm-hmm. that, that you are who you are, but what do you think having those moments where he can now sit into place where he has to now survey the field and call it from the sidelines? How does that help the relationship? How does that help yeah. him? I, I would think it would do nothing but help. It's a good teaching moment, and I, McCarthy was smart to let him do that. Now, you know, if I'm a backup quarterback trying to, you know, make a name for myself, I'm, I'm not sure I want to, you know, whatever. But anyway, it was good for Dak. I think it was a good move. It was good for him to see it from that perspective and be able to call the plays. Um, and who knows? Maybe there's a time when the game gets tight and the bullets are flying that he needs to call some plays on the fly. So maybe that helps him along too. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I thought that was a great um... – Mental exercise mm-hmm. for him to see the game scenarios down in distance, even even the ebb and flow of a game. Because there are sometimes in a game where you're just like, man, we just, I just need the completion, mm-hmm. right? We just need something. Our energy isn't there. Our 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 focus isn't there. We got mm-hmm. two penalties back to back, or we jumped off sides, or we're backed up, and now we got to travel 95 yards. Um, and things may not, you know, we fumbled a play before, whatever it may be. Yeah. I think those mental reps standing on the sideline gives you a um, a little bit different perspective than when you're actually standing in the huddle. Because I, as a former athlete, a, a, let me very washed former athlete. No. Let me let me be let me be very clear with that. <laughs> I woke up today and my back hurt for no reason. I woke up. I'm oh. thankful that I woke up. I woke up. Father but, times creeping in. Man. <laughs> but from an athlete's perspective at times we have this level of invincibility. Right. We have this level of um that we can do it. We have this level of, you know, as a receiver we will always just tell a quarterback, just put it right here. I was like, you know how tight that window is? I'm like, if you just put it right, I promise you I'm going to. And so, but when you have to take a step back and kind of watch the game, almost have an out-of-body experience, when you have to watch the game from the sideline and your ability, your physical ability can't help, Mm -hmm. right? Dak's physical ability in in those four quarters was null and void. There was nothing he can do physically to change the outcome of what was getting ready to happen mm-hmm. on the field. Right. And I think when you couple that with the mental side of things, 
it gives them a better perspective and it gives them an, an, a, um, an outlook. But it, and I think it also helps for for Mike McCarthy. I think That's Mike true. McCarthy, as he's sitting there listening, and and, and the camera would kind of pan to Mike McCarthy standing right next to Dak, and Dak would you know have the you know he'd have the paper up mm-hmm. and he'd be calling the play in, and you see Mike Mike go, okay. <laughs> and I thought that was yeah. a lot of. Let me see where his mind yeah, frame is at. Building a little trust, maybe. Let me see what he's thinking right mm-hmm. here. Does his thinking match my thinking? Yeah. Are we in the same wheelhouse with this down and distance? Are we feeling the vibe of what's going on out here? You know, are we feeling what the quarterback is? Because sometimes you, you, your quarterback just may be off. Right. And the more you try to call plays where he has to be on, the deeper and deeper and deeper he goes into that off bag. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing in reverse, when he's on, you the play sheet now becomes so big. You're like, I call whatever I want. He's cooking right now. <laughs> right. And so I, I think that helps um, with Dak. And I know he's chomping at the bits to get back out there yeah. to rectify. Yeah, for sure. Because no one wants that on their on their ledger Mm-mm. when you're supposed to be the dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? And, and like you mentioned earlier, it's eight years now. He's he's got he's reaching that point where. You know, it's time to prove. It's time to win. You know, it's time to. We're tired of division round exits. You know, it's got to be. You know, we, we got to take that next step. Hopefully, you can finally do it this year. So, all right, we'll take our final break of the show. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the third string quarterback. Can he help this football team in any way, shape, or form? from a practice perspective. Does he give you a good look there? Um, We'll also talk about the Cowboys continue to rake in the dough. Four Bliss come out again and just take a wild guess. Take a wild guess. (laughs) Who is the most richest, expensive franchise in all those sports? That's why they can afford you and me, right? That's why they can afford me and you. That's why we got to take a break (laughs) so we can pay some bills. Stay right here with us. This is Hanging with the Boys. We'll be right back. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection. And sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. SeatGeek has your back, no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they make just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. James right here, your 2022 Dallas Cowboys fan of the year. You know how much I love my Cowboys, and I am thrilled to be talking to you about the 2023 Fan of the Year Award presented by Captain Morgan. 
We're looking for the ultimate Cowboys fan to spice up the game. That means you eat, sleep, and breathe the Dallas Cowboys. If that's you, or if you know someone like me, then go to DallasCowboys.com slash fan of the year, and you could win tickets to Super Bowl 58 and so much more. Enter today. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back to Hanging with the Boys. (laughs) This segment is brought to you by Jigsaw, proud dating partners of the Dallas Cowboys. Find your date on Jigsaw. First date should be to a Cowboys game. There you go. If you can afford it. Better way. If if you go to uh, Texas Live and hang out with Jesse and that too. That too. That that may cost. That costs you on game days. Well, that's true. And that costs you on game days. Anything anything surrounding the Cowboys will cost you. The Cowboys, both mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially, yeah. comes at a cost. Comes at you. If if, if you're if you, <laughs> it comes at a cost, and the dividends is showing again in the Forbes uh, list. The Cowboys come in again as the richest franchise in all of sports, with a nine billion dollars. I think number two is the Patriots at seven billion. So they're Got a good lead on them. I mean, it's crazy. And they can smell fresh cash. Yeah, sounds like. <laughs> um, you know, even even, and I was looking into that. Like the Cowboys made like in revenue last year. Like think about like revenue means mm-hmm. we the money we raked in. Yeah. <laughs> was was it one point one? One point one billion. One point one billion. Jerry is counting cash hand over fist. <laughs> he, is. he is. It is remarkable. It is insane. Yeah. yeah, it is. I said the other day on my show, Unfiltered with Jesse Holly. Yes. Um, Check it out. It's good. Thank you. Um, no one, like, Jerry's the best hope se- seller. <laughs> that was funny. You, you win a interesting direction on uh, comparisons there yes <laughs> yes hope is a drug yeah hope yeah. is a drug yeah and he's the best hope drug dealer there is mm-hmm. true to the tune of over 9 billion dollars yeah. if you just take a moment and think about it right the league brings in every single year the, the shield the national mm-hmm. football league they bring anywhere in between twelve and fifteen billion dollars a year with all the TV deals and all that kind of other crazy good yeah. stuff. Like Jerry's franchise is worth nine point two. Yeah, <laughs> of all the teams yeah. in the league and what they bring in, he's he 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 rivals. And a lot of things that people don't know is talk about the architect of all doing this goes back to Tech Schramm and 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 Gil Brandt was in that 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 whole group as well. Yeah. Um. The ownership of the symbol, we talk about it all the time. The star, mm-hmm. the star, the star. The ownership of the symbol for the star is not a shield-owned symbol. No, no. It's not. <laughs> no. Like other teams in the National Football League, You're the star... Like, yeah. Is a Jerry Jones Jones family owned symbol? Yeah, they definitely have their own thing going. They're cor- they've cornered the market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually, percentages go out to team from the yeah. league from things like uh, from 
selling mugs and bumper stippers, yeah. mer- you know, T-shirts and all that. Jerry said a long time ago, mm-hmm. and he because he went from a franchise that was bleeding money. Yeah, yeah, they were losing hand over million a million month or something million like a month. Yeah, it's crazy. To now being, to now making over a billion in a, a year in a football season. That's crazy. So but that that reminds me. Of something. I wanted to ask you something. Yes. Um, on your show, Unfiltered, you had talked about the Cowboys. Jerry's never going to let them have a bad season. Nope. And this is probably obviously why, because he this knows is why. he knows he's going to make some money. But is that a bad thing? A bad thing for who? Well, a bad the thing. bank account of Jerry Jones. <laughs> well, or the Dallas just, Cowboys fans. But do you, as fans, do we want to see? Would you rather have a one and fifteen, you know, three and fourteen year or something to to restock, or would you rather kind of like, you know, at the end of the day? To his core, Jerry Jones is a businessman. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Not a football fan. He's a businessman. Businessmen do not like losing money. No. At all. At all. Especially at the lengths of what he can lose it. Right? It's different between like you and I, where our losses are a couple hundred dollars and we're sick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're sick. <laughs> yeah. He loses at a tens and hundred million dollar level. So for him, as a businessman, he's always thinking bottom bottom line. Mm-hmm. Is my bottom line bringing in profit? Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. How do I can maintain that nine point two billion and more? Losing doesn't give you that. No. Because if you no longer are relevant, then they don't put you on TV. Yeah. Yeah. If you no longer are relevant, people aren't buying merchandise. Mm-hmm. People aren't showing up to the games. If the Cowboys find themselves somewhere at, you know, midway through the season and they're two and six, he can't sell tickets anymore for five hundred dollars a pop. Mm-hmm. The price now comes down. Yeah, but at eight games in the season, there's this. I told you before. There's this level of hope that's still there. Man, we're we're five and three. Right. Yeah. We're five and three. We're right there. We're we're second in the division. Ticket price stay the same. Mm-hmm. Right? You get one big win, people are jumping back on. When we turn on the TV and you turn on to any sports network, whether you like the show or dislike the show, Jerry likes the fact. See, we can talk about all the topics, man, they're unfair against Dak, and they're talking about a third, uh, a, a third string quarterback way too much, and they're coming up with these weird and wild scenarios. And why is the Cowboys always topic of discussion? The haters, blah, blah, blah. while we sit back and we fans and media likes and we talk about this thing at nauseum, you know what Jerry's sitting back saying? Just keep talking. <laughs> yeah. Just keep talking. Yeah, for sure. That's what he wants. Mm-hmm. And so if 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 you if you're in the top five pick because of record, not because you've finagled a trade somehow, some way yeah. and found yourself up yeah. there. But if you're in the top five draft order, that means your team sucked. Yeah. Yeah. And there was either there was either a fire sale or some sort of organic tanking. And when you begin the organic tank and you begin the, the fire sale, that didn't do well for business. No. Now it may help in the long because what does it take? Let me say what one year short term if you can 
turn it around. Like Washington is a perfect example of a team that was, I mean, they were up there. They were selling out. They were one of the greatest franchises in the league. And now they're, they just had decades of mediocrity and they're, they're at the bottom of the barrel yeah. practically now. And I, but, but a lot of that based on front office, yeah, right? Yeah. They had, they had terrible right. front office people. Yeah. So but the um, Cowboys could withstand a down year if it meant rebuilding, but I don't know as fans, we want that or not. I don't but again, because all right, so you go down. There's no, there's no guarantee that the up is going to be as fast, right? Right, because you could. We talked about it earlier. I can go into, I can go down and say, okay, who's the next? Because you're, you're only going down the top five to go get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Right, you're only going to suck that bad because you want to reset at the quarterback position. Yeah. But we don't know if that guy is going to be. The Cowboys have been extremely blessed with the fact of the matter is that they've had Tony Romo, an undrafted free agent, and Dak Prescott, a fourth-round pick, be their last two franchise quarterbacks. For the last almost 20 years, Mm -hmm. they've been extreme. It doesn't happen. (laughs) I mean, you saw what it was when it was, you know, when it was Drew Bledsoe, when it was uh, uh, Quincy Carter, and it was, uh, uh, what was the baseball player name? Oh, uh, blue, um, um, Chris, you remember? Who was the baseball um, player that played quarterback? Oh, Chad Drew Hutchinson. Drew, Drew Henson. Yeah. Is it Chad Hutchinson? No, Chad Drew Henson. One of those two. Drew yeah. Henson. Drew Henson. Played for the Yankees. Yes. Okay. Drew Hen- I mean, we, we've seen what that what that looks like for mm-hmm. a franchise. It ain't, it ain't pretty. <laughs> it's not pretty. It ain't pretty at all. <laughs> so I, I just think Jerry likes – he likes this conversation. I can't it, like. It's easier for me to sell hope mm-hmm. at a high price. Yeah, yeah. When I put out a roster like this, and then my quarterback is in the top ten conversation. Mm-hmm. My quarterback. If we're talking about now, our, our quarterback is Baker Mayfield. I don't care how good of a hope seller you are. Yeah. You can't sell me that. No. You can't sell no. me that's going to be a championship level quarterback so you know I don't know it's interesting it's an interesting fact but I I just don't believe that Jerry is in the place right now where a reset is actually needed and and the conversation has come even with the Trey Lance situation that's come into play of what is Trey Lance what what has Trey Lance been brought here for for sure it's a big question I think that's part of us why they why did they make it we had a hard time understanding why they did it right and, and you can look at it and you can say, okay, there are some intangibles there, right? A guy goes a number three pick overall, mm-hmm. despite whatever they gave up for him, the Niners gave up for him to get him out of North Dakota State. Um, despite him not having a ton of starts there and, you know, a, a history of success that equates to you drafting him that high. Yeah. But if there's any team that looks up and go, we've had some pretty good success with guys who – Mm-hmm. had talent and may not have been, you know, given the right opportunities, whatever, when they came to us, boom, it worked. Yeah. And 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 for, for Trey Lance, this can be another situation where if we can hit on this, I don't know if he's going to hit or not. We, yeah. we, we won't know unless there is a significant injury. True. We won't know this year. Yeah. If, if everything goes according to plan, we won't know. We won't know. Yeah. We, we won't probably won't even know. If we're being totally honest with the way Dak Prescott's contract is set up, mm-hmm. we won't know for a couple years. No, that's the thing. He'll never see the field if, if if all goes according to plan. So it's is he your long term backup? I mean, what's the end game? I guess. But, because at know. the end of the day, 
we, we all know what the numbers are for Dak Prescott, and that's those numbers are steep. Right. And the only way you kind of really come out of that one alive is you you give the extension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's really that, that do, that's yeah. really the only way you can kind of work this thing out. And your hope is is that by the end of that extension, we've we've decided that this is the guy we're going to go forward with. Yeah. And you hope that the things have developed. Now, I don't know if Mike McCarthy will be here or it'll be Dan Quinn's team or whoever might be in the building at that particular time as mm-hmm. the head coach. Uh, that's that another thing's going to play a factor into it because if Mike McCarthy leaves and the next guy comes in, there is this thing of that's not really my guy. Yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, that's not my guy. And then my system that I'm running doesn't fit that system. And you know what you thought looked like this, we're looking like that. And I, I, I have another guy that I want to bring in, and his name's not Trey Lance. And so there's, you know, what I'm saying there's a couple right, of things yeah. that that kind of play into that because Trey Lance. Um, he still has two years left this year and next year on his rookie deal. They're not picking up the fifth year. No. And if things don't go the right way for Mike McCarthy this year, record-wise, success-wise in the playoffs, he could be gone. Right. So there's a lot of things that factor into that. Um, but maybe Trey Lance can help them at some point in time doing practices when you're talking about do we – because when you look at the division, and it's always, always, always starts with the division. We have to win the division first. Yes. Sam Howell is the quarterback at the Commanders. I've watched Sam Sam Howell for a long time. Tar Heel. Hmm. Sam Howell is not just a throwing quarterback. He's athletic. Okay. Very athletic. Daniel Jones, very athletic. Yeah, run. And we know what Jalen Hurts is. Yeah. So the way that you can get a, a look at that is having a guy like Trey Lance. As much as Cooper Rush wants to be whatever he wants to be, he ain't athletic. No, that no. ain't in his wheelhouse. So the scout team guys really can, I guess, play a part in that. Yeah, maybe. yeah. I mean, you, your job is to give the most realistic look that you can possibly give. Mm-hmm. And with Trey Lance's skill and his ability, his natural ability and his athleticism, it's going to be great for a guy like, uh, um, you know, we a lot of times last year guys would kind of, play against Jalen Hurst and and think one thing, and before you know it, the quickness, it beats them. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be have outside containment, and they get lost. Yeah. So having that look every day in practice gives you a more readiness as you head into these football okay. games. So, so all right, man. Contribute somehow in that one, He'll man. contribute. He'll con- <laughs> no, no, I mean, you, you, whatever, whatever. He will have a significant role in getting the starters ready defensively. And on top of that, like, he has a live arm. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, you're 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 not getting some guy who, like, you're not getting the guy who's just happy to be here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're not yeah, getting yeah. the guy who's just saying like, "Man, shoot, I'm gonna take this 200 k." Motivated. Yeah. He he's a motivated guy. He's a guy who has some NFL starts. He's a guy who has the t- at least the in the 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 physical traits to be a starting quarterback. Right. And that's going to help this defense um, throughout the year. Good. All right. That's it for us. Happy college football weekend to all. Yeah. Go Tar Heels. Who are, who are they playing? We are playing South Carolina. The Battle mm. of the Carolinas. There's only one. That's us. Um, for Shannon, for Nate, for Kurt, yes, sir. for Chris in the back, for all of you at home, thank you for rocking with us. This is Hanging with the Boys. We out! This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!